All right, before we get into the episode here, let's talk about today's sponsor, our friends at Blue Chew. It's no secret, one out of four men suffer from erectile dysfunction after the age of 30. Three out of four men need to get hammered just to get enough confidence in order to talk to a girl at the bar and take them home. I'm not good at math, but I know that four out of four men will need Blue Chew at some point in their lives, so why not get it now? Go to BlueChew.com, create an account, use the promo code MARA for a free subscription for one month. But I promise you, just like me, and at the request of my girlfriend, you will not want to get off BlueChew, okay? A lot of you might have questions about BlueChew. Chris, how long does it last? Great answer, or great question, because here's a great answer. Look, they have the Viagra and the Cialis version. Now, if you're like me, you're dating an old woman, okay? She eats dinner at 2 o'clock. She goes to bed super early. So you got to be ready at all times. Night sex really isn't a thing, okay? You got to be ready in the morning as soon as she wakes up and before she can even think about work and all the stuff going on today, boom, you're ready to go. You show it to her. It's not only morning wood. It's morning wood times 10. And you show it to her and you say, look, it's not going to get better from here, okay? So if you want to do it at some point in the next 24 hours, this is your time to strike. I recommend the Cialis version, but when you talk to the nurse... When you sign up and you get a prescription, let them recommend the best solution for you, okay? They are not sponsoring this, but I was in contact with one of the Blue Chew podcast sponsorship uh, you know, guys, and uh, we were going back and forth over email, and once he found out that this podcast doesn't have thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, listeners, he immediately, uh, you know, didn't respond to that, which was pretty disappointing because, you know, you work hard on a podcast, but you know, you're not a famous person, comedian that can just start a podcast and immediately get thousands of listeners. So you're kind of disheartened by that. I should be though, because multiple people have reached out to me over the past few months saying they've gotten blue chew and stuck with it because of me and because of this podcast. I'm not mad. I'm just saying one day they will sponsor this. And I should give out the email for this guy so you can email him saying, you know, sponsor the Run It Back podcast. But that's also illegal. I think that's doxing. So we're not going to do that. We like legal things here on the podcast. No drugs, no doxing. Okay. Uh, Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, last year around the holidays, I talked about how the holidays are not my favorite time of year. It's a little different this year because when you're uh, meeting family and uh, of your significant other, uh, it's you know a little it's a little different, and it's holidays kind of suck because you're just constantly reminded when you go on social media or you meet your significant other's families and you, you're like, wow, there are families out there that are uh, as n- more normal than yours. you know. And, it's, and it sucks because if you remember back in May, I can't believe this was like seven months ago now, I got in that huge fight with my sister. The only uh, 
person in my family remotely close to where I'm at. She lives 20 minutes away. Uh, quick development with that. It was very random. Her husband, my brother-in-law, texted me uh, a few weeks ago saying, hey, do you want to uh, come over, get get dinner, and, and just didn't even acknowledge the fact that we haven't talked in seven months. So the whole time I'm like nervous, I'm freaking out, everything. And I get there and we didn't even, I'm, I was there for like two and a half, three hours, didn't even talk about the fight, the fact that we, you know, that this, we, the, the biggest fight we've ever had happened. And it's, uh, what, what do you, what do you do? You know, everyone's done this where you like, you're, you know, you're going to have a fight. And so you re- rehearse the fight in your head or, you know, there's certain things I've wanted to say to her for months and I've written down multiple times on my laptop, notebook, whatever. And when you don't get to say it and you just go back to business as usual, it's kind of weird. And if you remember, there were certain the whole pre- pre- blah, 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 the whole problem with the fight was the whole thing that started it is that she is a great mom, uh, but a lot of times uses being a mom as an excuse to not necessarily be the best sister or the sister that I would want and or need. And so, of course, like clockwork, I saw her for the first time in seven months. We had planned. I was really excited to introduce my girlfriend to her, prove that I have a girlfriend, prove she's real, prove she's old as fuck. And sure enough, the day of Thanksgiving texts me, hey, my daughter has a bug. Didn't even apologize, anything like that. Just very robotic, very Deborah Mara-esque saying, hey, she has a stomach bug, need to recancel or reschedule. And that's like, that's literally the shit that it, you know, it's literally, it, instead of the boy who cried wolf, it's like the mom who cried sickness or whatever. It's just always, there's always something, always some reason she can't uh, be there as a family member and a sister, which is annoying because then you go to your uh, girlfriend's place and they're all religious and very nice and Southern and, uh, you know, very much not what I'm used to. Uh, my family was religious, but then everyone would uh, was a secret alcoholic and a broken man and it's weird but it's we I kind of got in trouble with my girlfriend because uh, they're they're very religious and they're Southern Baptist Methodist they're all crazy they're all they're all a little weird okay Ca- people make fun of Catholic people but then you meet these like smaller sections of Christianity and you're like holy shit Catholicism is normal okay like my dad used to make fun of her type of religion all the time. And I would love if he was alive today, I would love for him to shit talk me about it. Cause I'd be like, yeah, I agree with you. It's fucking weird. Uh, he, we'd call him Hoochie Baba. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's like a, something from a movie, but he would call anyone who wasn't Catholic, especially Southern Christians, the Hoochie Babas. Um, speaking of hooch, um, nice segue here to alcohol. So I'm pretty good at, you know, not being myself around her family. Um, They don't know about the podcast. They probably will at some point. They don't know that uh, I curse a lot. I drink a lot. Um, Not really the ideal uh, suitor for their, their precious, you know, member of the family. And so we went, me and the girlfriend uh, a few weeks ago, went to the Biltmore in Asheville, North Carolina. It's apparently the largest mansion in North America, um, or America. Congratulations to the Biltmore. You you did it again. Um, But we didn't do anything crazy, but we did sample their wine. They have their own winery, and we we tried some wine, got a bottle of wine. 
nothing crazy. We didn't, you know, do cocaine. We didn't do heroin. We didn't get hookers. We didn't, you know, it was just very, yeah, we just shared a bottle of wine. It was a lovely time. And so when her grandma asked me about that, I was like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We toured, we blah, 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 blah. And then we had some wine. And then the girlfriend looks at me as if I just said, yeah. And then we murdered 67 young kids with an axe. And I'm thinking, I can't even say that we drank now. Like, that's, that's where we're at with this. And I'll respect that. And moving forward, I will not make that mistake again. But it's just interesting how you're so religious. And then one of Jesus' main miracles was turning water into fucking wine. And then she tells me her religion believes that it wasn't wine. It was that Jesus turned water into grape juice. But that's not a miracle. You know how I know that's not a miracle? Because I can turn water into grape juice. I can go to a grocery store, get a thing called Kool-Aid. It's a powder. You can do more than just grape juice. You can do any flavor and you mix it. That's not a miracle. Turning water. Imagine if... Back in the day when Jesus was like walk waddling around because he was like four foot eight or whatever, and he's like, "Hey everyone, I'm I'm God's son," and then everyone's like, "Yeah, okay," and he's like, "No, I'll prove it. I'm gonna perform a miracle." And then like a crowd starts to gather. They're like, "All right, what's what's he gonna do?" And he's like, "I'm gonna turn water into grape juice," and they're gonna be like, "That's not. We want to get drunk. We don't want grape juice. That's not a miracle. That's disappointing. So that's why it's just a little weird for me that I can't talk about. I didn't say we got fucked up. I said I, I barely got buzzed. It was just like a nice little thing that we did. But now I know moving forward that I just, I just can't uh, be myself in front of the family at all. And it's hard because, you know, when you're standing there praying before Thanksgiving, it's nothing short of hilarious when there's i'm just i'm standing in my socks and there's people with southern accents uh praying to jesus um even though they they, did they think like did he not walk on water to them did he just like wade through a lake and but because he was so short because he was like really short at the time that that was a miracle like i don't what do they believe i don't know but it's just a little odd to me um but anyway, I hope your Thanksgiving was good. The, I don't like Thanksgiving. I don't like holidays normally because, uh, you know, of the social media thing, you know, not having family. You know, sometimes I, I wonder why I moved down here if I, you know, the one family member I do have um, sucks a lot of the time. And I love her to death, but, like, she's not good at, you know, certain things. And But another reason I hate Thanksgiving, and I had an episode about this last year called Columbus is a Hero. Um, Here's the thing. Every civilization known to man that has taken over and been a power has murdered people and taken over because that's just what you did back then. It wasn't like there was no Black Lives Matter thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago. It, it, there was no, it was just, we want to be here, so we will fight you for it. And I just, I hate on like Twitter and let's remember like the indigenous people. Yes, let's remember they lost the fight. It's called survival of the fittest. It's manifest destiny. I'm not some pro-America right wing guy. I'm just saying like, like it was documented that other tribes used to m- slaughter each other even worse. I mean, 
when Columbus came over, they weren't putting heads on stakes and shit. Like, they were just like, hey, like, like think about it from his perspective, okay? The king, the king of England or Spain, whatever the fuck. I know he was whatever, but a, a king says, you're going to the new world. We've never been there before. We've only heard about it. We're going to give you three ships, and we've named them for you, so you don't even have to name them. The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, has it rhymes. It was before Dr. Seuss's time. He says, you're going there. What's Columbus going to do? He spends months on his boat with all these diseases, traversing the ocean. He gets to what he thought was India. He lands, and then the the Native Americans, let's call them Indians because it's easier to say. The Indians are there, and Columbus is like, hey, uh, we're from Europe. And they're like, well, we're here now. What's Columbus going to do? Be like, oh, my bad. I'll just turn around and go home. Like, what What was he like? And then he goes back to, to the king and he's like, hey, uh, I found I found the new world. And he's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. This is exactly what we wanted. Did you colonize it? No. Well, why not? Because there were people there. Oh, did you talk to them? No, they don't even speak remotely a language. They just... They, I can't even describe. They all look kind of funny, and they were pointing spears and tomahawks at us. Uh, so, yeah, I just came back. And, and the king's like, are you – what? He's like, I told you. We named the ships. We, had a, we hired a marketing team. They were expensive. The queen, my wife, decorated the sails. She was really excited about that. And then, I, you know, like what was he supposed to do? And, like, that's, that's the problem I have. It's that every – and then we, we have this, like – there's this misinformation going on that like America is like the only country that like had some shady beginnings. Like, like for some reason, like a month ago now I'm watching, it was a Tuesday night. I'm watching the Australian bachelorette with my girlfriend. We're at Miss Pac-Man's house. So that was, you know, fucking woohoo. Right. And so I'm, we're watching the Australian, and one of the contestants or competitors, whatever you want to call it, the fake people that are uh, that have no personality, like, are, is from like the indigenous part of, and, and like she was indigenous, like that's that's her like Native American, like you know what I mean, like Native Australian. <clears throat> and then uh, Miss Pac-Man made a comment. She's like, "Oh wow, look at that! Like, notice how that country treats their uh, their indigenous people better." And I just – I had to pause because, like, I wanted to be like, do you just – do you not think when you talk or do you just blurt things out? And because you're a girl, you just think that you, everything you say is just correct because I lived with an Australian guy and I worked and I'm still friends with both of these guys. And, like, I know – and if you want to look it up, I sent her a link. Just I had to be that asshole to be like, read this article. There's a million of them. Read this article on what the Australians did to the indigenous people, locking them in jails, not feeding them for weeks. But, like, it's just every country has that shit, and we should not be talking about that on Thanksgiving in 2021. It should be about being with family, eating good food. By the way, the food at my girlfriend's place wasn't that good, but that's beside the point. But, you know, it's like – and she just – it's just constant just – just look something up before you have an opinion on it. Like, educate yourself. Don't watch CNN or fucking TikToks. 
There's a TikTok, a white bitch going, you know, everyone remembers uh, Christopher Columbus, but but remember, we murdered all the... Yeah, do you think that the Native Americans were like welcomed us with open arms? Or do you think they were like, you know, I can't even do a Native American accent, but they, I'm sure they met them with spears and tomahawks. Um, but, you know, that's... And then like people talk about modern day Native Americans that are on reservations. It's like, you know, you still live like I don't know if you've ever driven past or through a Native American reservation. I have multiple times. And like you see passed out Native Americans on the side of the road. But like, hey, just because a few hundred years ago, your great, 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 whatever grandfather was slaughtered. Like, I'm sorry, but like that's not an excuse to be a piece of shit today. Like I... I had a – I'm statistically – I statistically should have a drug problem. I should have had at least two kids out of wedlock by now because of my dad, my mom. But, like, that's not that's not an excuse. Oh, I'm depressed, so I'm going to act like – no. Like, I'm sorry you're Native American. Go get a job at the casino that we so generously, generously gave to you. That's a joke. But you understand what I'm saying. Like, it's just there, – there's this, there's this misinformation going on, this anti-America shit on I just want to eat turkey and watch the Detroit Lions lose every year. And I, I'm just flooded by photos and videos of family and just bullshit. And so Trump 2024. Uh, no. um, but yes. Uh, and you know, another thing I wanted to be like, you know how I know America is pretty good, Miss Pac-Man? Because when you – and she's still a lesbian by the way. When you came out and said that you were a lesbian – no one gave a fuck. And then you got a girlfriend. No one gave a fuck. And then you're probably going to move in together in, the, in a few months. No one gave a fuck. No one batted an eye. And then one day you're probably going to adopt kids unless we can figure out how two girls can scissor their way into a baby. But, like, no one's going to care either. So, like, I'm pretty sure we're making progress here. It doesn't happen just overnight. But this, you know, this... I. Holidays fucking suck, man. Like, I, I want kids just so I can, like, project what I want a holiday to be onto my kids. Like, Clark Griswold, we watched that last night. From I just want to I wanna be that dad just so I – then I'm putting up lights. I don't have to go onto Twitter. I don't have to see all that bullshit from all the stupid people I follow. But I follow them anyway because they follow me back. But as soon as they unfollow me, I'm going to unfollow their fucking ass. Um but yeah, anyway. Uh, but yeah, the, the sister thing, it, it's weird now. I, I'm kind of, at this point, I'm not going to reach out. I invited them to a Christmas parade we went to over the weekend. Didn't get back to me until like eight hours later saying, oh, we had plans. Um, it's just, you know, and then her husband is obviously trying to keep the peace because every day he sends me now some Instagram fucking meme. And I appreciate that. But if anyone knows me, I don't like notifications on my phone. And so now if I can look at the preview and I can tell it's like a joke or something, I can just, I'll just, I don't even watch it. I just go, ha, 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 ha. Like, you know, it's just, you know, I, my problem's not with you, dude. My problem's with her. And she's not, and she's not doing well, obviously. She seems like a mess right now. But that's where you should reach out to your family that's close to you and not isolate people, which is what you always do. But enough about her. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, yeah, actually, let's keep talking about holidays. So it's just weird because, like, it, it, watching the dynamic at my girlfriend's family is just so different because everyone's like, 
like catching up with it. Like no one's like competing. Like my, my family was always like competing. You know, like oh you got a oh you got a raise. When are you getting a raise? Blah blah. And then we would drive home, and Debbie, Mara, and Nana, who were a combined six hundred pounds, and I'm not even kidding, would like talk shit about my cousin Megan, who very pretty girl, but she you know has issues with uh, anorexia. I don't know if she still does, but she did in her early twenties. And I always felt bad because I was like, you know, she's a smart girl, very pretty. And I'm not like incestual saying she's pretty, but she's, you know, used to model. She was in movies like she's a pretty girl. And so they would talk shit like, oh, did you see? She she looks like less than 80 pounds now. Like she's just blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hey, you know, instead of talking shit about your cousin, why don't we talk about ways that we could maybe uplift her next time we see her so that she doesn't hate herself? And so, and then she goes to the doctor and puts like quarters in her pocket so she weighs more, does all that bullshit. Like, I'd rather in someone in my family be anorexic than what you two are, which is morbidly obese, because we could tie Megan down, force feed her for like a week or two, and she'll be back to normal weight. We would have to tie you two down. Not only would we need stronger materials, like a chain, not even a rope, like a chain, we need more of them, and we'd have to not feed you for two months, keep giving you water, throwing peanuts at you for a few months until you lose enough weight to look somewhat presentable in a family photo. And so like that's that's and that's what I think of and then I see like her my girlfriend's family and it's just like everyone's like, yeah, like praying and shit and they're they're doing like trivia based on the family and I'm like I if you gave me – it was like trivia based on the grandma's life, which I thought was really interesting and, and cool. Um, and I, I was thinking – I was sitting there and I wasn't like upset, but I'm like, man, like if you had asked me any questions about anyone in my family, including where they currently live now and work, I wouldn't – I would have no idea. The whole thing would be blank. I'd get a zero on it. And so that's that's why it's like it, – it's a little weird. Um Let's pivot to this. So two weeks ago now, I had a buddy of mine fly in. He lost his job, but it's not like a, a sad losing his job. He's been like praying for this <clears throat> for a while. So good for him. And he came down uh, on, a, on a Monday, which was very convenient for me because he told me two days before when I was in Asheville. Um, but it was good to have him. Uh, we, we had a good time. We went to a bunch of bars and... Finally, we go to uh, Cornerstone Tavern in Raleigh. I've only been there a handful of times because it's garbage. There's trash people there. Um, it's just disgusting. There's nothing good about it. But we went because he wanted to see Raleigh, and I was like, okay. So we go in. Uh, the bartender's black, uh, which I have a joke for this in a minute. You're going to have to stay with me. But we uh, – let me, let me say this. When I joke about my Tourette's, I, I want people to know I'm not complaining. I just want people to know that like it – because a lot of people tell me, oh, dude, it's not that bad. I don't know if they're trying to make me feel better or like I don't see you as the, the Tourette's guy whatever. But I just want people to understand that it is it is annoying and it is – it gets frustrating sometimes in public. And I would just – I want there to be just one time, like one day where I wouldn't have to – not even worry about it, but it's not even like a thing. And I feel like I can just, you know, you go to the gym and, you know, people look at you, you go to the bar, whatever. And and people are like, oh, you're blowing this out of proportion. But like, not really, because shit like this happens all the time. Uh, so there was, it was me and my buddy, we're drinking Modelo. It's like 1.30 in the morning. 
and there's a couple next to me, a girl who either just got came back from the circus or she has a lot of daddy issues. She's got like red hair, like not like ginger, like red, red hair, um, like a red sports car hair, piercings, tattoos. She's a mess, whatever. I go to the bathroom um, and as I'm walking out, the girl's telling the bartender, they're clearly like friends, I'm not on drugs, I'm not on drugs. And so I must have twitched or whatever. And then the bartender looks at me and says, oh, this guy just did just did drugs. And it's just, it's one of those things I'm so used to now, but I just don't want to have to deal with. I just, it's kind of annoying. And I know it's rude, it's not the rudest thing, he's not making fun of me, but it's just, again, it's just one of those things that you have to deal with. And I, I hate when people are like, oh, well, everyone has has something. It's like, yeah, you're right. And most of the things people have, it's either like mental that you can't see. And let's get, let's be honest, I have bad anxiety and depression too. So it's not like that's the only thing. Or, or like, oh, sometimes I get eczema in the winter. It's like, oh my God, oh, you poor thing. Where's your Sarah McLaughlin commercial? You know, like what? Oh my, oh, you get eczema on your hands sometimes when it gets cold out. Like I, I've heard that multiple times. Like people try to like, relate to you and like don't try to relate just understand that maybe you have it lucky and of course i have it luckier than a lot of people but this is my experience it is annoying and so uh and so i go no man i got tourette's i'm not on, i don't do drugs and i just brushed it off and whatever and he obviously felt really bad which is a normal human response and i appreciate but then he offers immediately and this has happened before to buy me and my buddy uh not not beer, which is what we were drinking and would have wanted. He goes, let me buy you a drink. Let me make you a drink. Uh, do you guys like Chick-fil-A lemonade? And I, I look at my buddy and I, I was like, yeah. I, I mean, when, when you think of Chick-fil-A, do you think of their lemonade? Is that Have I been doing Chick-fil-A wrong when I go? Because I normally get, you know, chicken and a milkshake. I don't know if I've ever had their lemonade, nor do I ever order lemonade really because it's kind of a, that's a, I, I don't know. But do I like, that's an odd question to insult, kind of be rude to somebody and then, hey man, I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. Um, do you like lemonade? And it's a, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and so he makes it for us and we drink it and it has alcohol in it, whatever. And it was free, so thanks to him. And he goes, doesn't it taste like Chick-fil-A lemonade? And I didn't have the heart to tell him that it just tasted like lemonade. Like, I don't – does Chick – someone needs to tell me, does Chick-fil-A have, like, this distinct – because if, cause if, if they have a distinct lemonade, then this guy didn't do it right. But I didn't have enough information on me to be like, hey, you need to add more cinnamon because when I go to Chick-fil-A, I taste cinnamon. Like, it's not – it was just odd, and it was there was a weird vibe. But like I was thinking about it, like, and not that I'm comparing myself to a minority, but I think I'm more of a minority than most white people. Let me explain. So what this guy did was he looked at me, used his context clues, saw me twitch. Probably sees a lot of people. Uh, like statistically, most people, if you come out of a bathroom at a bar, you're doing cocaine, you're doing drugs, which is trashy as fuck. I hate that shit. That part of the reason I hate cocaine is just like the fact that you have to do it in a bathroom like what does that say about what you're doing grow up um but he looked at me he judged me he made a judgment call and decided to not only think about what i might have done but vocalize it so what if i looked at him and said 
oh, hey, man, did you just leave your family? Because that's what black men statistically do at a higher rate than anybody else. No, and that's not, a, it, it's not racist. That's just a statistic. They leave, and that's why we have a lot of crime in the country because single mothers, and it's a vicious cycle that we have. But, like, I could have said that. I could have been, oh, did you just leave your – I wish I kind of said that. Oh, this guy just did drugs. Oh, this guy just left his family. You did the same thing I did. You looked at me. You judged me based on what you know statistically, and then you said something rude. So now we're even. Keep your lemonade. I don't want your lemonade. I want another Modelo if you're going to buy me a beer. Okay? I don't want your fucking your lemonade peace offering. Lemonade's not a peace offering. Jesus didn't turn water into Chick-fil-A lemonade alcohol. Okay? He didn't do that. Uh, but yeah, I just... People just... You got to understand. It's just... It's annoying shit like that. And I think I handle it pretty well. But sometimes you just don't want to... Like it's one thirty in the morning. I don't want to have to be reminded of the thing I can't control. Oh, I have a mole on my shoulder. It's really embarrassing. Oh, I'm, yeah, you're right. You know what it's like to be me. Um, so I just got back from a wedding. <clears throat> yeah, I was one of my best friends in, in college. And I was supposed to give a speech, and I've, I've like kind of written it down since college, so I've had this thing ready to go. And the wedding party was was huge. We, I got to the rehearsal dinner. There was like 10, 10, 12 dudes, which is way too much. You can't be that close with that many people. But, you know, maybe he was trying to fill out his side because his wife – oh, by the way, most of the, the bridesmaids were female – well, obviously female. They were lawyers because she met, met them in law school. And I, I think – and I don't think it's sexist to say like female lawyers tend to just have like a chip on their shoulder, you know, like – a they're not they're not all great and that's what i'll say about that but uh my bridesmaid you know total just mm, let me tell you great no she sucked okay fucking just i was told i remembered her from college but i don't really remember like hanging out with her oh yeah she's a lot of fun and then just resting bitch face the whole time didn't want to do a dance just did nothing and i Ugh, don't even touch me. Don't, why, why couldn't I get the fun one? They were all in relationships, so it's not like no one's trying to do anything, but like, why can't I get the fun one? I had to get the, the thick one. That, that just was not nice. Um, but that's fine. Like, good for, good for my buddy. Um, so anyway, it's a big wedding party, and I get knocked. So I'm told that the night before the wedding, like, I'm not giving a speech, and I'm like, all right, well, that's a big mistake because I would have brought the house down with laughter in the beginning and crying. So he's from – my buddy that got married is from Alexandria, Virginia. If you know that city at all, it's where Remember the Titans, the somewhat true story, uh, the Disney movie took place. And so when I first met him, literally as soon as I met him and asked him if he knew anything about Remember the Titans because it's my favorite movie – if and he was like, yeah, like none of it was was real. He told me everything. Like the main character was still racist. He didn't get in a car accident. He he was the drunk one. All this shit just really just ruined it for me. Um, <clears throat> and I was going to talk about that. And I was going to say, you know, that's that's like the adult version of finding out Santa Claus isn't real. Is like this movie that you've loved your whole life since a kid, and then someone that you just met's like, yeah, it's not it's not real. And then 
you know, you know, Disney movies are kind of fabricated and like exaggerated, but then they just, he just pulls the carpet out from under you. And so I was going to talk about that. And then I was going to talk about certain things, uh, he did for me over quarantine, which were awesome. Um, you know, for example, he, uh, we were talking, I had just gotten dumped. I just lost my job. I was just in the hospital. I was having a really bad week and we were talking about it and he texted me saying, are you okay? And when I texted him back, that was the first time I ever told anyone that I really wasn't okay. And I remember as soon as the message delivered and he only had enough time to read the message, he called me right away. And like, that's something that sticks with me when talking about friends. And that's, that's a moment that, you know, I will never forget and he'll be forever in my debt. And then I was going to wrap up the speech with, uh, well, then I was going to talk about how his mom was the only one that sent me um, a graduation gift from college. I didn't ask for it. I didn't expect it. But I was going to talk about how <clears throat> she saw me as a part of her family, even though we'd only met a few times. And, you know, she didn't know this at the time, but I had sold my truck just to be able to get an apartment in Philly. And I didn't have food. I wasn't getting paid for two weeks. I didn't know how I was going to eat. But then her, she sent me some money. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough to get ramen. And so, like, that's that's what being a mom is. You know, for me, especially with my family situation, family isn't blood. It's really the actions you do and, and take with people. Uh, and then I was going to wrap up with, um, you know, the, the famous scene where Gary, the white guy, gets in the car accident. He's in the hotel. He's paralyzed. And then the black guy, Julius, walks in. Uh, to the room all upset because they're best friends now and the nurse is is like hey only family's allowed in here right now and Gary the white guy goes Alice are you blind can't you see the family resemblance that's my brother and I was going to wrap up with that and tie it into the beginning jokes remember the Titans and talk about how then I was going to raise a glass and say bam even though we're not related you know things like that we're we're fucking uh we're, we're brothers, we're family, blah, blah, blah. And it was going to be this fucking drop the mic moment. And then I get pulled and then his two closer friends bring up, and I wasn't going to bring up a piece of paper. If you bring up a piece of paper for your, for your wedding toast, swan dive off a bridge, okay? You didn't, you know you're given one. I had one ready and I didn't even give one. You know you're given one. And then everyone just gets up there and they just read like, He's a really good person, and I played football with him growing up, and he's a nice guy, and he makes me laugh, and it's just this general, like, you Google this general toast, and it's like everyone claps, obviously, no one's going to boo, right? That would be funny if someone booed a toast, like, get, get the fuck, who's this guy? This is the guy? And so, you know, I'm sitting there like, man, this is, I was going to bring the house down, but it is what it is, that's, that's the way this goes. Um, there was, there was a, a big black guy there, you know, like the, the big black guys with like a big smile that you just want to like hug. We've all probably met someone like that. Uh, good looking black dude, just, you know, musky bigger than me. I just want to fucking give him a hug. And we're, we're talking and, and he, he was like so nice. And he had that such big smile that I just wanted to tell him all my secrets. You know what I mean? And then next thing I know, it's like, I'm 10 rum and cokes in and I'm like, you know, I don't even like crunchy peanut butter, but I buy it because I don't want my roommates to eat it. You know, like I'm just telling him everything about my life and he was really cool and he lives in Charlotte and I want to hang out with him, but it, like, I don't know how to, 
how do I, I don't know how to find him. I didn't follow him on social media. And then he was the only black guy there. So I could literally just text my friend and say, hey, uh, what was the name of the black guy? Yeah, that black guy, the only black guy. Yes. What was the name? Got it. And then, you know, follow him. But good guy. Uh, at the <coughs> so I've been, I've been fucking sick for a month now. Um, the rehearsal dinner. Let's back up a little bit. So my buddy's dad, who got married, the dad, I forgot, uh, very vulgar guy. Now, I haven't seen him in like six years. I go up there and he's like, Chris, you got to show me that photo you photoshopped of my son in college. And I knew exactly what it was because what it was was my buddy Alex uh, did the, the news for, he did like world news, but also did like Syracuse University news. He'd wear a suit. He'd get on TV. It was an election year, so he'd point on the screen and all the shit. And I got him in a suit pointing at the, the, the screen he was in front of, and it was a map of the United States. And like 12 states were colored, um, and it was something to do with the election, right? So 12 states were colored in. And I changed the, the title of the map to like election results, whatever, to – states where i've been kicked out of gay bars and it's just him like dead serious like pointing to this and it's it was a, I was like his the other groomsmen who i never met had told me that they wanted to meet me for a while just because of that photo because it, it made the rounds his dad loved it and then his dad goes yeah show this to my brother tom and so i pull up my phone i show him the photo he starts laughing and I was like, by the way, I've never met you before. I'm, I'm Chris. Nice to meet you. He goes, I'm Tom. I'm Alex's gay uncle. And I'm like, ooh. But he had a good sense of humor about it. Uh, but, you know, that was definitely – I feel like I was kind of set up by his dad being like, yeah, show it to my gay brother. And, like, what am I going to do? Um, I kind of want to wrap up here. Um I know it feels kind of haphazard. I haven't done this in over a month. I fucking know. Uh, just quick comedy thing. Uh, it's been tough getting booked, and I don't want to be the guy that complains. I don't. I, I got to get better. But, you know, Miss Pac-Man and her lovely girlfriend. I like the girlfriend more than Miss Pac-Man, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. But they went to a comedy show, and they – I saw the lineup. They, they were not that good, and – you know, it's frustrating seeing other people. I, I don't know what to do at this point. So I literally, my girlfriend says I look angry and everything. And I've had multiple people tell me I look like a dick and not approachable because I'm a big guy and I got the vision. So I, I, for the first time in four or five years, I shaved my beard. I only have the mustache now. I don't like the way I look. My girlfriend is just being nice. But remember, she she thinks I look good. But remember, she is you know, 90 years old. Um, and so she has a hard time seeing. And so, you know, she, she didn't even recognize, she didn't even realize that I had shaved up until the point I had to tell her that I shaved. Um, so I, I'm so frustrated at this point. I'm willing to try anything. I actually shaved my goddamn face just to, you know, maybe more people want to come up to me. Cause I'm not, a, I, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just a shit talker. And I, yeah, I get angry, but at least I turn it into funny on, you know, other people just get angry and then they suck. Um, but you know, it's, we shaved, we'll see if it works, but it is frustrating. I, my, uh, friend of mine, I won't say her name, but she tried to get me onto a show that this woman put on and 
the woman's not funny at all. Not because she's a woman. She's not funny. She the topic. She she just doesn't really tell jokes. She kind of just talks about her life, like like it's a podcast. But you can't do that on stage. You need to have jokes and keep people's attention. And she was like, "Hey, why don't you put Chris on the show?" And she said, "No." He told uh, one suicide joke back in April at a show I was at, and so I don't want him there. And here's the thing. Uh, First of all, it was at a it was a bar show. I was shaking the rust off because it had been so long since I and and eighty percent of the people there weren't even paying attention, didn't even know there was a show going on. It, but like that's the shit we deal with in comedy right now, especially Raleigh, where there's just a bunch of fucking. You got to say this, this, and this. And I haven't told a suicide joke since then, so it's been eight months since I've told my a, a joke about my dad killing himself. But it's kind of rude if you think about it that way because that's my experience, right? So that's my life. And now you're telling me because you're Miss Woke and she is – like she's so woke that when Louis C.K. came to town, she was posting on Facebook about how no one should go uh, and she was like protesting it, like that kind of person. Um, And so what you're doing is you're telling me that my experience isn't – isn't isn't right even though i have no control over my dad and his actions so that's that's what pisses me off is like i can't be myself i now have to and and again i have i have 45 minutes i headlined a show and did 40 minutes didn't tell a single suicide joke so it's not like but again so you see one three minute set from a guy and you you write him off that's the shit and i want to move I do. I do. I don't. I don't like Raleigh. Uh, no, I don't love Raleigh. I'm content with it. It's just a city, and and then my girlfriend's like, oh well, I, I've always wanted to move, and I'm like, yeah, you should because you've lived in the same fucking sixty mile radius of where you grew up, and you're not getting any younger. I mean, you're gonna have to retire soon, and you know we. She says she wants to move to Florida, but then she says she wants to be close to her family. And it's like, you got to pick one because I can tell you right now, your family not going fucking anywhere. They're not leaving North Carolina. They're not leaving, you know, where you're from. A very lovely, quaint town. But I think if you can hear the sarcasm in my voice, you can kind of picture what kind of town it is. They're great people, but you can understand the town. I'm, you know, thinking about other stay I don't know where to go you know it's like I don't fucking I don't know but Raleigh fucking blows bunch of fucking losers speaking of losers last thing before we go speaking of losers so Spotify Wrapped does a thing for podcasters too so when you log in you know they tell you about your listeners and I saw my friends that have podcasts have were ranging from anywhere from like uh, there was one statistic. It was like how many people listened to your podcast more than any other podcast. So you're the number one podcast for them. And so some of my friends, uh, you know, it was like th- I saw three, which was kind of depressing, but whatever. I saw 19. I saw like 30. And so I was kind of nervous. And I and so I log into my uh, Anchor account, which is how I distribute this platform. And speaking of losers, 191 of you. 191 fucking losers listen to Run It Back more than any other podcast. What the fuck is wrong with you? Get a get a job. 
Miss Pac-Man, get a life, all of you. You know, 190, are you, it wasn't even my top list, I don't want, not that I listened to it, but it wouldn't have been, like, are you, uh, thank you, but also let's, you know, get, let's get better, guys, let's, let's fix this, because you guys, ugh, anyway, um, thanks for coming, I wanted to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, but it was a few weeks ago, and uh, we were all wrong about it, he didn't really do anything wrong he didn't cross state lines the gun was legal he's an idiot but you know thanks cnn for uh for lying to us again anyway thanks for coming uh we're gonna get back on the weekly schedule here um i'm tired of this one lesbian hitting me up all the time about it but i appreciate it she's cool she's my favorite lesbian she's my favorite one and i know a lot of lesbians in raleigh like too many but she's my favorite anyway thanks for coming uh, peace.